Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Bi-Weekly Asset Allocation Report for March 21st, 2022. Today, we discuss commodity prices. Where does the recent price surge, which seems pretty much across the board, rate in historical terms? And is this time ominously different for consumers because of the Ukraine war? I'm Phil Adler. Our guest today is Confluence Investment Management Chief Market Strategist Bill O'Grady. Bill, give us some perspective. Compare the recent surge in prices to what we have experienced at times in the past. Well, the current surge is akin to what we saw in the bull market that began in 2000. Although the bull market was the strongest we had seen since the 1970s, it was mild based on the historical record. In our asset allocation biweekly report, we show a chart of previous bull markets. We haven't seen anything like that for over 40 years. I'm struck by your finding that over time, commodity prices adjusted for inflation tend to decline. Why? Well, market economies use less stuff over time. When Alan Greenspan was head of the Federal Reserve, he had some Fed economists look at the weight of GDP over time. His findings were were really remarkable. By the turn of the century, GDP had increased fivefold from 1950, but the physical weight was nearly the same. One thing he found was that a 10-story building weighed less today than one constructed 100 years ago. There was an archaeologist at Arizona State named William Rathjee that used to do digs at landfills, and he found that nearly all forms of packaging use less material over time. Grocery bags were thinner, so were milk bottles. The profit motive encourages efficiency in use, and it shows up in commodity prices. To help us gain a little more perspective, my understanding is that figuring in inflation, we still have a way to go before we surpass the record set around 2009, I think, for oil prices. Am I right? Yes. We would need to see about $180 per barrel oil to equal the peak in 2007. Now, focusing on the present, I mentioned when we began that the price increases stemming from the Ukraine war seem pretty much across the board. We've heard about not only oil, but also natural gas, nickel, wheat, and others. Does this make the current bull market in commodities different than previous bull markets? Well, the other major bull markets saw price rises across a wide range of goods. Interestingly enough, though, oil prices generally didn't rise much in those earlier bull markets. Throughout history, the oil market has had a swing producer that would keep production offline and bring that production to the market during crises. The first one was Standard Oil, and then the Texas Railroad Commission did allocations for the United States until 1970, and then OPEC took over. And as cartels go, OPEC has been by far the least effective in maintaining price stability. Major past bull markets have usually been tied to wars, which not only boost demand for raw materials, but raises fear about the security of supply. That leads consumers to hoard raw materials, driving their prices up even more. The other factor is that, like we saw in the 1970s, consumers started using commodities as a store of value. It took Paul Volcker raising interest rates to restore faith in the dollar and to ease commodity demand. Our worry is that given easy monetary policy that has mostly been in place since 2007, a faith in money issue could be developing yet again. 
For consumers, this time may seem different and worse because we're right in the middle of it and easy solutions do not seem apparent. Is there anything about the nature of the Ukraine war and the current sanctions that might encourage us that, yes, there is a ceiling coming fairly soon for commodity prices? Well, I'm going to give you a good news, bad news answer. The good news is that there is almost certainly a price peak out there somewhere. The bad news is that the supply response will still likely be inadequate as Russia and Ukraine are major commodity producers. So when the peak occurs, it's going to be due to demand destruction. Now, in recent days, we have seen a sharp drop in in commodity prices. I view these as mostly a head fake. Long-term demand destruction needs to occur, and that's when consumers make long-term changes in consumption patterns. In the short run, the peak in prices probably will require a recession. Now, Bill, you suggest that current U.S. and European-driven financial sanctions on Russia, mainly a freezing of dollar reserves that Russia holds abroad, might encourage countries in the future to hoard commodities as reserves instead to avoid similar situations. Explain how this might unfold. Well, as we noted in last week's geopolitical report, the West has rendered Russia's foreign reserves worthless by severing their ability of the Russian Central Bank to liquidate these assets. Other nations, perhaps worried about similar treatment, may start diversifying at least some of their foreign reserves away from financial assets into commodities. Obviously, there are limits to this sort of activity, but reserves that may be directly consumed by the population may become more valuable than financial assets that may be frozen. Now, of course, if the war lingers, actual physical shortages of oil and other commodities are bound to keep prices high. Are we looking at a year or more before alternate production of oil and and various precious metals can be ramped up? Well, the supply response will vary. Uh, I expect agricultural markets to react quickly, although farmers may be hampered by the lack of fertilizer. Ukraine and Russia are major suppliers of global fertilizers. On the other hand, oil companies remain worried about stranded assets due to environmental regulations and thus may be slow to boost production. And it takes about five to ten years for a new mine to actually be developed. Bill, you've included a couple of interesting charts in your written report on this subject. The first one measures the Federal Reserve balance sheet as a percentage of GDP since 1920. At present, the Fed's balance sheet is off the chart expanded. Why might this point to a bull market in commodities? That balance sheet expansion means the Fed has created lots of liquidity in the economy. As long as households and firms believe that this money is good, they'll be content to hold cash and financial assets. Current money markets holdings are quite high, for example. But if inflation becomes a worry, that that liquidity could lead to a decision to hold inventory. That becomes a fuel for inflation. As an analogy, you could say that the Fed has created a forest fire with lots of underbrush. A spark thus could lead to a massive forest fire. Now, the dollar is also an issue. You do suggest that a weaker dollar could trigger a major bull market in commodities. But right now, we're not close to any trigger point. How so? Well, in times of global stress, investors around the world tend to prefer dollars to other currencies. Dollar strength tends to be a dampener for commodity prices since commodities are priced in dollars. Bill, for an investor thinking about expanding exposure to commodities, what's your advice? 
Well, we use a number of different forms, both instruments that allow us to hold commodities directly or through the futures markets. We also hold equities of resource producers. In general, holding both makes sense. How much an investor holds is something that she and her financial advisor should determine. Is there one commodity that rises above the rest as an outstanding potential investment right now? Well, Phil, that's a bit like asking which kid you prefer, but my favorite commodity right now is uranium. I think the world is going to need to address climate change, which will favor electric power, and nuclear by far is the cleanest. Uranium has been out of favor for years, and so sources of the ore are constrained, and as demand rises, the price should react positively. Thank you, Bill. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. This information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler. 